0: My name is Phil Stinson and I'm an associate professor of criminal justice at Bowling Green State University. In this episode of the Police Integrity Loss Podcast, we listen to a recording of an interview of me by Todd Zwillich for the PRI radio show The Takeaway that originally aired on NPR on October 20th, 2017.
1: We want to talk now about what happens when law enforcement officers run up against the law themselves. One former officer turned researcher is building a public database that tracks how often police get arrested for misconduct on the job, but also for alleged lawbreaking in their off-duty lives. What started as a grad school project has now become a 13-year-long study called Police Integrity Lost. Phil Stinson has documented over 8,000 arrests involving more than 6,500 officers across the country from 2005 to 2012. He hopes the research will tell us about police misconduct, the pressures in police officers' lives, and how cops respond when police themselves get in trouble.
0: We found a a, a lot of things. First of all, it's not that uncommon that police officers get in trouble. Police officers get arrested across the country literally every day of the year across the United States where a police officer not only gets arrested, but there's an article or more than one article in the local newspapers about the alleged crimes.
1: So what kind of patterns are you seeing in these arrests?
0: One thing that we found is that prior research would suggest that officers who get in trouble are going to do so very early in their career, and then they're either going to wash out or they're going to calm down and ride it out for the rest of their career. What we're finding is something different, that more than 15% of the arrest cases where an officer is arrested is within three years of retirement eligibility. It's on the back end of an officer's career, and there's something about the pre-retirement stage, the lack of retirement planning that needs to be looked at much more closely. Um, And we see all sorts of crime. It's not just one type of crime, but we're seeing a lot of things where law enforcement officers are really sort of unraveling very late in their career. So that's, that's a concern to us. We've also seen different types of patterns over time, just as we would see with the general population in the opioid crisis. We see officers getting arrested for different prescribed pill problems and heroin.
1: How big of an issue is violence?
0: It's a huge issue. I think when we look back at all the cases the 8,000 or so cases we have coded in, in our database from the uh, eight-year period, 2005 through 2012, more than half of the crimes for which officers are arrested for are violence-related offenses. And this includes not only crimes that are committed on duty, but also crimes where officers are arrested for, for things that happened off-duty. And that's a big problem as well. And we, we include that, the off-duty crimes, because it's not so simple with a police officer simply being able to turn it off when they go home at night. They still remain a police officer, and some of them are really fired up when they get home
1: so tease apart these two things for me because that's interesting are you looking primarily at crimes that officers are arrested for related to being police officers something on duty or maybe something involving corruption because they're a cop or just arrests from everyday life not associated with being a cop but it happens to be a police officer who gets arrested
0: well, Todd, the problem is there's, there's no bright-line distinction. It's very hard to say that the crimes committed by police officers uh, while off-duty are not police crime, that they're not somehow related to their job as a police officer. Uh, for example, drunk driving. Uh, in the past, police officers have been exempt from law enforcement. Seems like a strange thing that law enforcement is exempt from law enforcement, and yet we have well over 1,000 cases where officers during that time period were arrested for drunk driving about 10% of those cases are actually on duty driving police cars, but the rest of them are off duty. And there's something about those cases that led the officer to get arrested. Why were they not giving that exemption? Why were they not extended that professional courtesy? And it's usually because of things like uh, traffic accidents or slamming a car into uh, a building or being involved in a hit and run while drunk. Those types of factors seem to come into play with the off-duty drunk driving cases. We have a lot of sex crimes that officers are arrested for off-duty. The The concerning thing to us as researchers about those are that more than half of those cases involve a victim who's under the age of 18 and some very, very young victims. Uh, so that's something that we're still researching and looking into that. Uh, crimes of violence off-duty. Officer-involved domestic violence is a huge problem. And we have literally many hundreds of cases where officers are arrested for assault cases arising out of some sort of a domestic violence situation and one of the reasons why that's a big problem is that under the Lautenberg amendment to the federal gun control act of 1968 uh, someone who's convicted of a qualifying misdemeanor crime of domestic violence cannot carry a gun cannot own a gun cannot carry ammunition so you can't work as a police officer if you have a misdemeanor record for if you've been convicted for simple assault in a domestic situation
1: So, Phil Stinson, it sounds like you have a large and growing database of sort of raw numbers here when it comes to police officers and getting arrested. Does it tell you anything about how cops might be different from everybody else? I mean, people get arrested all the time for lots of bad things. They're not always convicted. Do you know yet how cops are different from the rest of us?
0: It's a hard question to answer. As a criminologist, I'd like to be able to give you some sort of theoretical answer. Um, But in many regards, I think it's, it's frankly because officers think they can get away with it. When I started this research as a graduate student, one of the things that I was really interested in and am still interested in today, 13 years later are the crimes that law enforcement officers commit for which they're not arrested. And that's the great dark figure. That's the great hidden aspect of police crime. We don't have any way of measuring that. There's no way that you can collect data on something when somebody actually isn't arrested, and especially with the police subculture, it's just not something that can be studied very easily
1: at all. So as you collect all this data, Phil Stinson, a lot of it will have to be analyzed as the database grows. What's the biggest unanswered question in your mind about what might be hiding in your numbers?
0: The purpose of the research is to really study police integrity, learn more about it, and to improve policing. And sometimes people think that my work is in some way anti-policing, and I don't look at it that way at all. We really want to figure out ways that we can improve policing. and We've got to figure out that uh, a way to get that back to the agencies, to get policymakers thinking about this, to get police executives, administrators, police chiefs, supervisors, thinking about ways that they can take this information that we've aggregated in a way that nobody else has And improve their local agencies and and really improve the quality of life of police officers and their families. That's an important thing.
1: Phil Stinson is associate professor of criminal justice at Bowling Green State University in Ohio, a former cop himself in New Hampshire. Phil Stinson, thanks for being with us. My pleasure.
0: That concludes this episode of the Police Integrity Laws podcast. It was recorded for the PRI radio show The Takeaway on September 20th, 2017, and originally aired on NPR on October twentieth, 2017. Support for the Police Integrity Laws podcast was provided by the Wallace Action Fund of Tides Foundation on the recommendation of Mr. Randall Wallace. My name is Phil Stinson, and I'm an Associate Professor of Criminal Justice at Bowling Green State University in Bowling Green, Ohio. For more information on my research, please go to www.bgsu.edu slash police Integrity lost.